Hey there, welcome to the Body and Soul podcast, Cod Healthy-ish, with me, your host, Felicity Harley. Now, I'm assuming you are a podcasting fan because you're tuning into this one. There is probably no doubt that you've heard of the hit podcast called Do You Effin' Mind? Well, joining me today is the uber-talented host, Alexis fernandez Prakesa. She is also a neuroscientist, Pilates instructor and PT. Pretty impressive, right? But I haven't finished yet and a best-selling author. Her new book is called The Neuroscience of Self-Love, and she's going to explain to us how happiness links to self-love and what you need to do to get more of both in your life. If you like what you hear from Alexis, she's up on Extra Healthy, is chatting about what's going on in our brains when we feel like, well, shit. Grab that episode wherever you get your podcasts. Alexis, welcome back to Healthy-ish. I think it's been, well, over a year, so it's so lovely to have you back on. It's so good to be back. It's so good to see you. Um, I can't believe it's been more than a year. It feels like not that long ago since I was sitting there with you. I know. And you know what? We're actually listeners. We've had a studio refurb since. So it's, it's a pity you're not here to see the new look <laughs> studio at Body and Soul. I'm but so anyway. Bummed. Um, but Next let's talk time. about your book. Congratulations, book number two. How does it feel? Thank you. feels great. It feels really, really cool to have the second book come out. Honestly, the second book was a lot harder to write than the first. Um, and I'm not sure why because the first one I wrote while I was doing my master's, so I don't know why this one was harder. I think it's because I maybe put the first one did so well that I put more pressure on myself with the second one because I just really wanted it to kind of level up to how well the first one did and it was received so well. But I think it's doing really well now. So, Well, if you want my feedback, I think it's better than your first. So there we go. Oh, thank <laughs> you. That was my own. That was the answer. Okay. So thank you. <laughs> now, I mean, it is about understanding how to rewire your brain to encourage self-love. How do you define mm-hmm. self-love? And I just want to talk about how this is linked to happiness. Yes. So self-love, I look at self-love as a very holistic way of looking at your life. I think a lot of people think it's just positive affirmations about yourself or about your physicality, but it's so much more. It's it's how you back yourself when things go poorly. It's how you are there for yourself when other people are not. It's when how often you prioritize yourself. It's how you perceive your achievements and your ability to achieve something and how you perceive yourself in relationships that are not just about you. So, you know, a lot of the time we think, oh, yeah, but I'm always saying all these nice things to myself and I I have a bath every Thursday night and light candles, which is great. But then in my relationship, I always put my partner above me every single time. Things like that, you know, it's, it's how do you show respect to yourself consistently? It's so much more than just the baths, isn't it, (laughs) in many ways? Yeah, it is. It is. Now, I love this chapter about happiness and I feel like, you know, happiness has got a bad rap in the last couple of years because, you know, we know that there are many other emotions other than happiness. But let's talk about happiness. You talk about the three pillars to happiness, the first one being connection. Now, this seems kind of counterintuitive, doesn't it? But why is connection important for self-love? So it's actually so important because you have to look at what are like what's a basic human need so isolation is the worst form of torture you can give to someone and when someone's being tortured they you know would rather be physically hurt than be put in isolation for an extended period of time it's like if you isolate a baby it's you're you know screwing them up for life that kind of thing so it's it's an absolute need for humanity 
But understanding that it's a need, you then have to prioritize connection because if you don't prioritize it, you then start taking any kind of connection and thinking that that's good enough, thinking that that's feeding that need. But when you are able to really understand the importance of good quality connections, you can then prioritize that. I think a lot of people think, oh yeah, well, I hang out with my friends. I do this, I do that, but I still feel empty. But when you hang out with your friends, are all of you sitting around the table on your phone When you interact with people, are there people that make you feel bad about yourself or is it a really toxic relationship? If you can think connection is one of the most important things for my happiness, I'm going to start getting really picky and ruthless with my connections and make sure they're good. And when I'm there, I'm present. You know, it's the same. And and I I mentioned it in the book. You can do this with a dog. If If you hate all the people around you. It's incredible how you feel after patting a dog, you know, like it's it's this feeling where you're nothing else matters and you're truly present with this connection. So I think that's I think that's a one good, of our needs. I think that's a good point, actually, you know, because often we get together with girlfriends and then we're, you know, at a cafe or having lunch or having a few wines or whatever, and we're all on our phones. But mm. put the phones aside and do something fun. I think doing yeah. something fun together, whether it be, you know, something like ice skating or just a bit random, you know, going totally. to Luna Park if you live in Sydney or I don't know, just have yeah, that 100%. old school fun and it kind of just, yeah, it just it bonds, bonds you so much tighter. Do activity. I feel like we, people don't do activities together as much anymore, but it's hilarious when you do it. Like my cousin's like, we, she's always like, let's do escape rooms. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yes. And it's, we always end up having the best time together because she's such an activity based person. And I feel so connected with her. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. It strengthens mm. those bonds. Now talk to us about the importance of growth. So growth is obviously so important for many reasons as far as progress in every area of our life, but everything is always moving in our life, whether it's good or bad, whether we want it to or whether we don't want it to, things are always moving. So if you just stay still, it actually feels like you're going backwards and it feels like you're missing out. And it's not this idea if you have to keep up or you have to you know, achieve X amount but it's this idea of always evolving into to, to be adaptable. And the more adaptable you are in your life, the happier you're going to be because you're not so connected to something that you don't have control over. You know, it's kind of like you look at older people and the people that are constantly banging on the narrative about in my day, this and that in my day in the glory days versus the older people that are at the Apple store doing those courses, learning how to, how to, know, you know, those are my grandparents, and, you know, into, <laughs> exactly. And they're, they're people that are always growing and adapting and they're happy. They're just happier because you're thinking I'm not, the past is done. I can't get that anymore. What can I do about the now? And that's growth. That's adapting to the new. And yeah. it allows you to be more, I guess, liberated from everything else around you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the last thing you talk about is a purpose. Now, I think we all know how important this is, but how Mm. do we actually know if we've found it? Okay, so this is a big one because a lot of people stress about not knowing what their purpose is and a lot of people put, because I think purpose has this, it's built up to be something so massive, like, oh, this is my life's purpose, you know, and it doesn't have to be your life's purpose. It could be the smallest thing. All you have to do about is focus on the feeling. So what does purpose and following up purpose feel like? And it feels fulfilling, like it feels warm. It feels like, oh, like your heart could burst. That's what the feeling is. So then think, when do I feel that way? And sometimes it's 
when I was able to give $5 to that person that was scrambling at the train station, couldn't find, and I was able to give them those $5. Oh my God, my heart felt so full. When I was crossing the road and I smiled at a stranger and they smiled straight back at me, that felt so good. When I bought my mum that thing that she couldn't afford, that felt amazing. So it's these moments where your heart feels so full. And ironically, almost all the time, it's when you're doing something for somebody else and you get that pleasure because you feel that Again, it ties into connection and you feel this purpose, like I could do this all day and not get tired. It's that feeling. So you can make your purpose so separate from your career. It does not have to be linked and it could be so simple. And this is my go-to one to people that don't know what their purpose is, is make three strangers smile every single day. Do that for about two weeks and you'll start coming up with all these other ideas of what your purpose could be. Yeah, absolutely. What lights you up? Alexis, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you so much. If you do want more from Alexis, her book is called The Neuroscience of Self-Love and she is up on Extra Healthy-ish, as I said in our intro. If you want more from us at Body and Soul, just jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au or join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Anyway, thank you for listening into this chat and if you have a moment, oh, just jump on and rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also comment on this episode. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.